There's never a dull moment when it comes to Minnesota sports. Rather, it's positive or negative. Minnesota Sports Chat has you covered. Talking nothing but Minnesota sports all year long. It's time now for the soon-to-be award-winning, if only in his own mind, Minnesota Sports Chat with your host, Ross Brendel. Welcome inside, hard to believe already, edition number 200 of the soon-to-be award-winning Minnesota Sports Chat presented by Beans Coffee Company. Use that promo code SPORTSCHAT. Again, that's SPORTSCHAT, one word at checkout. You'll save a little cash when you get some of that delicious small batch roasted coffee in Mankato, Minnesota. My guest today, Mankato, near and dear to his heart. That one guest on the pod, we'll talk some puck. We'll talk wild and gophers. I suppose we'll talk purple because we have to. It's the A-talker in town. More often than not, it's hockey royalty. It's Mr. Alex Micheletti. How do you feel about that? Hockey royalty. I like it. Thank, <laughs> thanks for the, <laughs> the setup there. Yeah, um, interesting uh, couple weeks of, uh, of Minnesota sports. So <laughs> fire away for sure. Well, I think let's do this. Let's start with the Minnesota Wild because I... You know, much like a lot of people in town, I see you firing off tweet storms about the Minnesota Wild, or sorry, X storms. And I should mention <laughs> for people that don't know, I'm assuming they do if they listen to this pod, they can find you on the X machine at Alex Micheletti. I do want to talk Minnesota Wild because I, I think this franchise always bugs me, but I say bugs me in a loving way, right? You mm-hmm. you, you want to get behind them. You you want them to be relevant. You want them to make playoff pushes. But they're so dang hard to like at times because it and and follow me here. It just seems like the best version of the Minnesota Wild that you get is always a month or two after firing a head coach. And I yeah. and I really think even, I thought after we changed some players, you know, and by change players to use a PJ Fleck term, change the culture. You moved on from Parisi and Suter. I thought that was supposed to weed some of this stuff out. But Alex, all I can do is look at the results this year and say, for lack of a better term, you sucked with Dean Evason. I think you quit on him. I think that's pretty evident now. And we're recording this. The Wild will play a game tonight. This is on a Tuesday. This will drop on a Wednesday. But they're 11 and 5 with John Hines. And I think they've lost a couple in a row, correct? So before that, they were even 11 and 3. So what gives... And why is it always this way with the Minnesota Wild? I don't know. I think, you know, as you know, with these pro athletes, they get a little embarrassed that their coach gets fired and they, you know, they think they have a major reason for the firing. Of course, of course, you know, it's, it's their play. I mean, um, and you see guys like Matt Boldy finally producing with, with, (laughs) with John Hines, uh, you know, after, after the fact. And, you know, I think with hockey too, if your goalies aren't playing well, that 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 dooms you in because they're the most most important players on the team. If they can't stop the puck, you know, you know, good good luck. Um, so, it, but this team is so frustrating too. They they start to play a lot better, and then they just get more and more injuries. You know, Kirill Kaprizov he gets a couple of uh, game winners in a row, and now is out. You know, probably 
you know, it, they say week to week, but you know, when you get the week to week, it seems like it's a, ends up being like a month. So that, that is just, just absolutely killer right now. And it's such a weird NHL season too, because um, the teams in front of them just never lose. So, you know, they, they could, they, the wild can keep on winning, but you know, it doesn't matter if you're not gaining any ground. Um, and so, yeah, it's, uh, they're in, they're in for a tough stretch right now without Gus and Kaprizov. Explain to me on the Kaprizov injury, because you see this a lot in the playoffs, exactly how he got injured. Yeah. At, at some point, the NHL has to step in and clean this up because you can't. It, it's a canner. I liken it to the NFL trying to protect quarterbacks. Yeah. Now, to a degree, I will say, I think we've jumped the shark. I think we protect them too much. You might as well basically claim they're place kickers or punters at this point. But when you're getting cross-checked or checked or jabbed for no apparent reason, I, I just don't think that's good for the game. And and I get it. You know, the, you, you see me complain about this all the time. I get <laughs> it. You have on-ice enforcers for a reason. Right. But that's going to work that night for two, three minutes. It doesn't solve the problem when the Jets get to go on and keep playing and the Minnesota Wild are left without their franchise player. And I just don't know how that's ever going to get better without the NHL stepping in and legislating. And again, I get it, violent game. But what the violent stuff happens because it happens. We don't need to have more of it just because we're trying to prove a point or slow somebody down or show that we're the tougher team or take out the other team star player. I just don't really think there's a place for that in the game. No, well, again, I can be naive. You can you can tell me that I'm wrong, but I just well, I don't see how that benefits the game that Kaprizov is now out for, like you said, weeks, if not a month for something that was entirely preventable. Yeah, well, and there was more nonsense today too. Uh, the Winnipeg Jets, uh, yes, um, you know, they I had their this. player scrums and Cole Perfetti said that <laughs> Ryan Hartman you know, high sticked them in the face deliberately because of the Kaprizov, uh, you know, incident. And it was picked up on microphone, but of course with the NHL, uh, they have an agreement with, with players if they're mic'd up that what they say on the mics can't be used against them. And <laughs> <laughs> it just, it, it's, it's unbelievable. This league, sometimes they get in their own way and, you know, they could have suspended Ryan Hartman, but because they can't use the audio from, from the mic'd up uh, from Cole Perfetti, uh, they just find them. And a fine doesn't do anything, really. It no, it never nothing does. To these guys. And so, you know, they could have suspended, you know, Hartman and actually given an actual punish punishment. But, you know, it's just a slap on the wrist. And they play each other on February 20th again. And so that... You know, just gonna, you know, there's gonna be more issues in that game, guaranteed. You know, it's just it, it's not gonna end now. Can this team jump up into the wild card? I mean, let's. Just, I mean, if you look at it, 16 games at a time. Yeah. If you go 11 and five, sure that they they should. Heck, yeah. they'd probably make it into the top three in their own division. Yeah. But also, is that really sustainable? You mentioned with this team. You, know, you, you do kind of have some depth issues, and that yeah. does go all the way back to the former GM trading basically every draft pick you had away for five years. That's a little bit of hyperbole, but yeah. Chuck Fletcher moved a lot of draft picks that the organization is still paying for, and then you have the money that's still tied up into Parisian Suter for the rest of this year into next year, and then it finally gets better after that. Is this realistically a team 
that one can make the playoffs this year. And if they do, aside from a goaltender standing on his head, which he would have to do for any team, can they realistically do anything? Because to me, we're kind of back at the point, and I don't like saying this, but to <laughs> me, we're kind of back at the point, get out of the first round and then get back to me. Like, I'm not going to get invested until you get out of the first round. Right. Although this is this is ending up, uh, you know, if if they do make the playoffs, it's it's going to probably be a wild card spot, and <laughs> that is so much harder to advance out of you know out of the first round than it is if you finish in the top three in your in in your division. But uh, I I just don't see it. I mean, they have another injury right before we. Uh, you know, got on the podcast, they said Marcus Felino is now yes. playing. Yep. So, I mean, it just seems like every game they can't make it out without an injury. And uh, they, they barely, uh, you know, the Iowa wild have so many injuries. They barely have anybody to call it from the Iowa wild. And, you know, it has to be a certain amount of, uh, you know, money you know, with their contract that, that they can call, call them up. And so they just called up Sammy Walker, uh, who has had a couple stints with, with the wild, uh, you know, former gopher, but yeah, it just, <laughs> it, it just seems like this is the year where the injuries are going to be way too hard to, to overcome, especially, I mean, if Gus is, you know, they're saying he had to get more scans today, that's never a good thing. You know, when, when they can't figure out what it is, you know, off the first, you know, scans and that they have to, you know, redo it or get, you know, get more imaging of it. Uh, that's, that's never a good sign. And you have a 30, you know, what 39 year old backup. Uh, he can't be carrying the load all by himself for an entire month. Uh, so yeah, I don't, <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, yeah, well, I, that, that's a major issue for sure. Too. Well, and in Gus bus too, you're yeah. talking about a guy who is largely, again, I don't know if you can ride him to a Stanley cup, but he's turned right. himself back into a pretty darn good goaltender mm -hmm. and resurrected his career here. So yeah. If this would have been two years ago, granted, he would have been playing for somebody else. But if he sustained an injury, you would have said, oh, whatever. He's five and 27. Who really cares? But now you look at a team that needs to scratch and claw for literally every point that they can get. And when you're going to have to bring somebody up or play somebody behind Flurry, who is unproven and not as tested, that creates a bit of a problem on the Iowa Wild. Just a quick aside here that yeah. has nothing to do with hockey, but experience. Have you ever made that trip down to Des Moines and watched an Iowa Wild game or spent any time at, I believe it's Wells Fargo Arena or Wells Fargo Center? Have you ever done that trip? I've, I've just watched like on uh, like a computer screen. I haven't okay. been down there. I would I would love I would love to to you know to get down there sometime. The arena looks really nice. Yeah, Des Moines, sneaky nice city to spend yeah. 24, 48 hours in. I, and I've done that trip. I think I've seen two Iowa Wild games, maybe three, and now uh, an Iowa Timberwolves game. It's worth it. Easy drive. The right. arena is pretty nice. And as you walk around, you'll literally see hundreds of acts and bands. They have a basically a banner or a plaque for everybody that's okay. ever been there. It's, nice. it's a pretty cool arena right on the uh, yeah. right on the water in downtown Des Moines. So there yeah. you go. Insurance uh, capital Wild of uh, the U.S. Basically. Yeah, <laughs> you would know that, right? You might know that. Yeah, <laughs> we they. Uh, they're all over, by the way. When you go right. downtown, they're all over. That is yeah. literally 80% of, I believe, the commerce in yeah. downtown Des Moines. I, I want to switch gears just a little bit, spend just a moment or two. Uh, one of my passions, as you know, go for hockey. Mm. I I'm still not over last year. That's going to take years to get over. So we won't even talk about it because it <laughs> still bugs me. Yeah, <laughs> But <laughs> I'll set it up this way. Coming off of last year. 
We're now what? I guess I guess they resume action on Sunday. So it's been yeah. about three weeks. Coming out of the break here, they'll be tenth in the country. The, what are they? Nine, five, and four. Checking my notes. Mm-hmm. It's been a little lackluster. I, I thought the ranking at the beginning of the year was probably a bit too high for what they lost. Yeah. But at this point in the year, 18 games into the season, I guess I thought they'd still be better than the 10th ranking in the country. I'm not so worried. I think they're going to make the tournament. And as as Bob Motzko teams have proven sometimes for all the wrong reasons, I'm not really sure it matters what seed you are anymore in the uh, NCAA hockey not at all. tournament. I, I really don't think it matters. It matters more about how you're playing when you get there and maybe some of the matchups. So can this team ramp up and be a team that can make a frozen four run, which, oh, by the way, is in their backyard this year? Yeah, that's the ultimate motivation for sure. Um, you know, maybe they aren't as talented as they were last season, but, you know, to, you know, to get it at home, you know, that's that's the ultimate goal. And this team hasn't won a national title in a, in a long time. And so, you know, that, that's why you know, Jimmy Snuggerud came back. That's why, you know, you, know, you have the, the fifth year guys come back, you know, Brodzinski, Jackson Nelson, they they could have they, they could be playing pro hockey right now, but they wanted to, you know, to win a national title. And so, yeah, it's going to be it, this this year in college hockey. It, you just you cannot predict it. I mean, yeah, it just it seems like you have upsets every every weekend and the you, uh, the team that's number one always seems to have, you know, get an upset. So you don't want to be the number one uh, team. And uh, a lot of the blue bloods are, uh, you know, back in it. You know, you see a Wisconsin too, with uh, Mike Hastings bringing them back from the, you know, the bottom of the big 10 up all the way up to the top. And so, yeah, it's just, a, you know, an, an interesting year, year of college hockey, uh, of course, with, you know, losing Logan Cooley at the last second that that did not do the Gophers any favors because you really can't find anybody that late to replace his his talents. So anytime you have a goalie like Justin Close, though, uh, that that is that's huge um, because, you know, he's been there. Um, he's a you know, he's a grad student. Um, and so, you know, he's almost 26 years old, which, you know, all these other teams get uh, made fun of for having older players and close is one of the oldest in college hockey right now. But, uh, you know, that that experience helps so much. And we'll see if he can get him back to another frozen four. It would be something if the Gophers, who historically in recent memory have run into teams in the NCAA tournament that have all those <laughs> players that I joke are closer to AARP than right. they are closer to their high school graduation, it would be quite ironic if maybe it's one of those guys in their mid to pushing late 20s <laughs> perhaps leads them back to their first national championship in what, 20, 21, 22 years? I think it would be 22 years. It's amazing. <laughs> the Big Ten... I don't know if we can say they've arrived. They're still Mm. missing their first national championship. Maybe it'll come this year for Minnesota (laughs) or Wisconsin. Time will tell. Heck, could be other teams. But the look, and I'm one of these people, I'd love it to be the way that it used to be, the way it was when your dad played. I'd love it to still be WCHA. But when the ship sailed, the ship sailed. It's never coming back. No. And uh, one credit I will give to Bob Motzko, and I think it's largely on him just because of the product on the ice. And I love Don Lucia. You won't find many more Don Lucia defenders that are more ardent than I am. (laughs) But, you know, you get two decades into something. Sometimes it just runs its course and you have to do something a little bit different. There is a new life and energy at Mariucci Arena. And that came in a few years ago, kind of with Bob Motzko. And they've 
they've sustained it. When you're there now, it's it's a lot of fun. But I think a part of that just is finally the turnover, where I think maybe the people who were so ardently against Big Ten hockey have either come back to it or you've just brought new fans into the program and new fans of college hockey because it's noticeable now when you go to Mariucci there is a there is a fervor so to speak and I really do appreciate that I've only been out to one game this year I call it the the soft remodel or the soft reboot of the arena it looks nice I mean I I think if if you only go to a handful of games a year or maybe you only go every couple years I'm not sure you would really notice but I did heck it's just brighter in there it just looks better in there you know that that was always big to me and by the way, the arena across the street, I think Williams Arena could use, at the very least, you know, fresh coat of paint and some new lighting. But your overall thoughts on Big Ten hockey, because I've I've enjoyed it. It took a little bit, but I do I do like that the Gopher football team is playing some of the same teams that the Gopher hockey team is playing. The Gopher basketball team playing some of the same teams. I'd love to see Illinois get that hockey team that's been rumored for <laughs> five years now. Maybe it's still going to happen soon. I think Northwestern could add a team at some point. You know there's money at that university. Oh, yeah. Heck, it, there, there's not many universities in the country with more money than the University of Nebraska. If Nebraska at Omaha can play college okay. hockey, they can have it in Lincoln too. So I'm even hopeful we'll add more teams as the sport continues to grow. Yeah, heck, it you know you see the the jerseys that Oregon uh, has. I mean, for hockey, they're sweet too. They have the yes. duck, and uh, you know Washington has a really good club hockey team too. And the so, UCLA yeah. club hockey jerseys yeah, are, are incredible. Yeah, the that that baby blue and, and yes. gold is is it's great. Yeah. So yeah, it'd be fun, fun to see those. And those teams have a, no, those schools have a ton of money too. Yeah. I think UCLA has money. I'm pretty sure there's enough money to fund a hockey program. And now that they're in the big 10, it's crazy is uh, coast to coast. Now it's, it's, it's unbelievable. And with the, with the TV money that, you know, the conference is, is doing, is doing pretty good, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, yeah, I, I really enjoy Big Ten hockey. It, uh, it seems the skill level is continues to get off the charts. They're getting some of the best r- recruits in the country, and you know, college hockey is changing so much with uh, NIL money coming into it now too. You, you see, you know, Michigan State was just awful last year, but you know now they have. Uh, uh, you know, and NIL money coming in and able to get transfers and, you know, some of the, you know, top recruits uh, from the national development team. And yeah, they're going to be a, a force to reckon with um, because you can, you can pay these guys a lot of money and uh, get them in, you know, with, without having to recruit too much. Was Bob lying at the beginning of the year when he said NIL really hasn't infiltrated college hockey or at least go for hockey was that him being coy or was that basically him saying, look, at this point, we're the University of Minnesota. We don't have to pay players like we're, we're turning kids away. I Because I find it hard to believe that it hadn't infiltrated college hockey. And now yeah. you're talking about that it, it more than likely has. And I don't oh, know yeah. how it, I don't know how it couldn't. I mean, yeah. heck, the Gophers, I'm blanking on the name. The Gophers probably lost the kid back to Boston College because of yeah. money. Eiserman. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, and he was here yesterday with his, you know, with the uh, the junior team at a exhibition against yep. the Gophers. But uh, yeah, it's it is gonna be a major thing. I mean, and now that uh, I mean, all these top guys have agents too, and you know, uh, you know, they're 
they're directing, they're calling these coaches and saying, what, you know, what do you have to offer to get my, get my client, uh, get these services. Exactly. Get these services. Um, because I'm, I'm, I want to get paid when they get to the NHL. You know, so, well, um, I put the Iserman kid on you. If you would have had more gray duck beer and more parlor burgers at Huntington bank stadium, maybe, Maybe he would have been here, which leads me to this. A quick plug for Beans Coffee Company, who's been supporting the podcast now for over a year. Again, promo code sports chat. Use that at checkout. Great small batch coffee blends for everybody, even decaf. If that's your thing, I don't know why that would be. But if it is your thing, you can get some great decaf coffee, cold brew, light roast, medium roast, dark roast. They have it all roasted locally in Mankato. I love the Profectus. The Mikado's good. Heck, I love them all. I'm I'm such a shill. I'm you know, and you can tell that I that it's true because people see me drinking it all the time. I wouldn't drink it if I didn't appreciate it and love it. Order by the bag. Set up a coffee subscription. However you want to do it, test it out. Order a few bags. Coffeebybeans.com. That's coffeebybeans.com. Your morning cup of coffee is important. You better take it seriously. <laughs> there we go. Beans Coffee Company. They ship anywhere in the U.S. Free shipping on all orders over $35 or more. Coffeebybeans.com is the website. Again, coffeebybeans.com. Promo code SPORTSCHAT. Get yourself some Profectus blend, and then you'll be thinking about me as you sip your morning cup of coffee. Well, the Minnesota Vikings, they continue to do uh, what the Minnesota Vikings do. uh, Stay in. I think I'll steal this from, uh, I think it was Paul Allen years ago, uh, coined it, may have been talking about the Vikings 15, 20 years ago. Heck, it could have been something else. Terminal mediocrity. <laughs> and that's what I would say the Vikings have been in my entire life. I'm on the back half of my 30s, 37, I'll be 38 later this year. It's an incredibly entertaining franchise. I'll give them that. They're so seldomly horrible. Uh, but Alex, in my opinion, I'd love to pick your brain on this. Yep. When you're so seldomly horrible, that's kind of part of the problem. Yeah, a hundred percent. When you've truly never bottomed out, you don't have a ton of money to spend in free agency. You maybe don't have the best draft capital. It just puts you in a tough spot. And that's not to say you can't win a Super Bowl the way the Vikings have tried to do it. But eventually you can only kick the can so far down the road. And I think the Vikings, I don't know if they're at that point yet, but they're really close. I don't know how many more years you're going to get out of Kirk Cousins before you have to have the exit plan. I think there's a case to be made. You have Cousins in the fold for a year or two longer if you can get him to agree to a number that both sides would agree upon, which that's a separate conversation. And the exit plan needs to start now. And the exit plan never was going to be Jaron Hall. I think everybody knows that. I a separate aside, I have no idea what the heck Kevin O'Connell was thinking because oh. you go at now I'm going all over the place here. Yeah. You know I like to do this, but yeah. you say at halftime his struggles, you know, they were kind of expected or they weren't unexpected. Well, okay, well then I think two things. One, why was he even out there if you were honestly trying to win the game? <laughs> or two, if you knew those struggles were to be expected, he should have been out there in the second half trying to learn from them and he should be starting on Sunday against the Lions because yeah. In my opinion, even had you won those two games, there's still a good chance you were going to miss the playoffs. At nine and eight, the Vikings still could have missed the playoffs. So, I I, I don't know. I, I I'm I have no they're, they're, the the fire Kevin O'Connell stuff to me is ridiculous. That's not going to happen, nor oh. should it. 
But the the quarterback carousel since Cousins went down to me is a little bit ridiculous. At some point, you just have to realize none of these guys are really any better than the other one. I think you just got to stick with it and go with it. But I, I just I'm kind of at my wits end with the Vikings. That's the moral of the podcast. You're kind of at my wits end with the wild. Definitely <laughs> at my wits end with the Vikings, because I just I think the answer is clear cut. I think it's so easy and obvious what you try and do this offseason. You set a number for Kirk Cousins. It's probably a two-year deal where he gets a boatload of that money in year one. If he says no, you go pick your best bridge quarterback. Heck, it might even be Russell Wilson on a one- or two-year deal. You use your eighth to 14th overall pick to either move up or get the quarterback that you want, or at least you can live with and hope that that works out. I fear Judd Zolgad brought this up on Before I Die, Purple Daily earlier today that we recorded that is out on YouTube. I fear exactly what he said, that they will use their, we'll call it the 10th overall pick. They'll use it on like an edge rusher, (laughs) which again, maybe helps now. That doesn't help you for five to seven, 10 years down the road, which at some point you need to find a franchise quarterback. We love to poke fun at the Chicago Bears. Have the Vikings yeah. had more than one franchise quarterback? No. Fran Tarkington, I, probably. The the guy we watched last night, Michael Penix Jr., uh, that, that is who I want on this Viking squad. I, I don't care that he's going to be 24 years old. Uh, that might that might be better because he might be more prepared, uh, you know, you know, you, you know, with with a little bit more age. But he uh, he's got one of the best deep balls I've seen in a long time. I mean, he was dropping dimes uh, against uh, a pretty good Texas defense and what he had over 430 passing yards uh, yeah. uh, and multiple touchdowns. That was plays great indoors. Heck of a, <laughs> a heck of a performance. And uh, you know, you, you, you ha- when you have a guy like that, you take a chance on that. That is, that is a guy that's worth taking the chance on and heck, you know, he does have the, the ACL injuries, but Hey, Kirk is coming off a torn Achilles at right. 35 plus, which, you know, going to be 36 years old. That could easily, you know, happen again. Well, and the argument to me has always been, so again, let's just say you stay at 10. I don't know no. who it is. It's probably not going to be Caleb Williams or Drake make no. crazier things have happened. It's probably <laughs> not going to be them. No, well, let's say it's JJ McCarthy. That's right. who you decide is the guy you want. And I don't know when he would be available, but for argument's sake, let's say you just take him 10th overall. Mm. Does it really matter if he's a bust? You're just going to try it again in three years. Right. And, and newsflash, the Vikings drafted one of those guys that was a bust and still went to the playoffs with him, right. Christian Ponder. The, it, the, I'm not saying you want to draft Christian Ponder, but what right. I'm saying is it doesn't necessarily all mean doom and gloom if you don't hit a home run on who you draft. And again, what's the worst thing? You try it again in three or four years? Right. Okay, well, fine. Then so be it. You know, and the big problem too is you have to pay Justin Jefferson too, and yeah. he's going to want Tyreek uh, Hill money, thirty million a year, more thirty million plus a year at at the wide receiver position, and you're you're going to have some tough choices to make because, uh, you know, you're going to do you want to pay Daniel Hunter too because without Daniel Hunter you have no pass rushers on this team at all, zero. So that that that's that's a scary part, and this team. Uh, it always seems to have secondary issues. It it doesn't, doesn't matter it doesn't how many they draft the either. It, yeah, it just you know the Lewis seen he's 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 never seen on the field. Yes, uh, never. Uh, yeah, and uh, I appreciate Andrew, the joke. I love yes, using that one. You. Good work there. <laughs> and uh, Andrew Booth, uh, the the most 
relevant thing he did this past week was get in the fight after the game yes. uh, with an inactive Packers player. It's just you, you can't make it up the you know the draft. And you got to hit on those picks. A second yeah, round pick is it's it's not a first round pick, but it's pretty damn no. near it, right? You got to hit on those picks. And, and, and Quezzi's helped both the Packers and and the Lions with inner division <laughs> trades. Uh, yeah. So um, and not drafting Kyle Hamilton is proven to, to be a gigantic mistake, um, especially if uh, if the Ravens win the Super Bowl this year. I'm with you. I love Michael Penix Jr., but I, yeah. I'll say this. I say this all the time. When I go into watching a draft as a fan and, and Purple Daily, we put on a draft party every year and there'll be an announcement. I don't know. Sometime going forward for where the location is this year. I more or less look for positions. We mm-hmm. everybody thinks they know, but we don't know how good right. these guys are going to be right. like, like we, we don't. I mean. My gut says I don't like that Bo Nix is already going to be 35 when you draft him. But yeah. also, who who cares if he comes in and plays really well for seven to 10 years? I guess I don't really care. So my right. thought is it's not my job to make the pick and get it right. It's it's mm-hmm. Quessy's and his scouts and his team. It's their job. And whoever they get, I'm going to wait and see and hope that it works out uh, at, at this point. C.J. Stroud looks like so much better of a pick than Bryce Young, but I'm not going to bury Bryce Young after a year. I'll give it a little bit of time. Well, but, look at look at his owner throwing drinks at, well, at fans too. Yeah, that, and again, it's and dysfunction again, from the top. Yeah, it's dysfunction, and then they fire the, they fire the coach. What two thirds into the season in in year in one? Year. That's yeah. to me that's a little ridiculous. And then again, like not to throw shade at Adam Thielen, which I do kind of love to do because I. I didn't know. Did you know Carolina is a two and 14 Super Bowl contending team? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, you wanted to go I, to a, a more competitive uh, yeah. uh, team. And I'm glad that Mrs. Thielen feels more valued on her two and 14 right. Carolina Panthers team. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Thielen family. Yeah. Uh, but it, it, to me, the whole thing just continues to be interesting where the Vikings will go, what they do. And the reality is I think we all, believe in our heart of hearts or know what they should do, even if you love Kirk Cousins. Mm -hmm. But it's the Vikings. It just feels like they won't do that. So when Judd brings up taking the, you know, maybe the edge rusher or the linebacker 10th overall, that terrifies me. Now, my comeback to that was, again, let's just say it's the 10th overall pick. Well, that goes to pick 42 in the second round. Right. Do you maybe move up to pick 36 and you get one of the quarterbacks who fell? And who knows? Maybe that guy turns out to be your franchise guy. Right. If that was to happen, okay, maybe I could buy that, but I'm I'm so tired of that. Identify your guy if you need to give up whatever it takes, and, and, and let's see. That's yeah. where I'm at with the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's never ending. This this team has has so many more issues than you know when you just think more and more about the about the team and the depth is a, just a major issue on yeah on the defense and heck the tackles know, that, are great by the way yeah, O'Neal yeah. and Darius are great yeah. but they're always injured right, always you know, they, they, you know, yeah they can't they get through can't an entire it. season or an entire game half the time and then you know I mean. And then it's it's always just you know, and then the quarterbacks get hurt because they the line is 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 Olay, you know, let let the let the defenders come and just destroy the quarterbacks. But uh, and and secondary issue, you know, Harrison Smith might retire, and so that's a major hole at at, at safety. And 
Clearly, Lewis seen isn't going to be the heir apparent to Harrison Smith. I don't see him replacing Harrison no. Smith anytime no. soon. When he can only get on for special teams or if the or if the game isn't a blowout, that that's a major, major red flag for sure. Uh, let's do this. I could talk to you all night. I won't yeah. do that. I know you got a wild game to watch. I yeah. got to find some dinner and, and take care of some stuff. So I'm going to give yeah. you... Uh, five filler questions, which was inspired by Phil Mackey, hence okay. five filler questions. Yep. These are just random questions. Some are sports, some are not. Mm-hmm. You're going to get a few sports ones. Question number one, and and, and first off, uh, I think I've told you this. Uh, <laughs> not that you really care. I think you should be really proud of what you've done. I mean, you've, you. you've built a name for yourself, mm-hmm. and you're all over, and I listen to pretty much everything that you do because you're. I love hockey, watched mm-hmm. it my entire life you've forgotten more than I'll ever know. Okay. So props to props to you, props to you for that. But growing up and again, your father, Mm -hmm. Pat Micheletti, did you ever, did you ever feel urged to go that way into, into hockey and into sports? Was it just something that evolved over time? What was Mr. Micheletti basically do whatever you want or was it no you're coming to the rink with me what was that evolution and what did that process yeah i mean like growing up sports has always been a major part of my life and something that brings me so much joy uh as you know i'm into you know pretty pretty much basically any sport i just love love watching the competition and watching watching these athletes compete and it's it's so much fun going to the rink with my dad and going to college hockey games and, uh, um, and, and watching, watching that sport. And, you know, means so much to me. I, uh, you know, um, worked for the Mavericks at, when I was in college and then have, you know, um, you know, continued to, um, you know, just, you know, go with my dad and, you know, I've been in multiple hockey podcast now but uh it's just yeah it's i i love i love it so much and uh uh just you know uh with with the evolution of social media too just with all the all the funny things that you know occur during games or in in the crowd too and just uh commentating about it it's it's interacting with people all over the world it's it's amazing our our locked on wild uh podcasts uh with the with the power of youtube we get people from all over the world that are somehow it's incredible, isn't it? Fans, I mean, it's yeah. it's it's insane. I mean, we you know, obviously we got the Russians with with Kirill Kaprizov, but I mean, there's people in uh, you know Scotland, Ireland, uh, you know Brazil. It's like the Timberwolves with the, with the yeah, Brazil Timberwolves, fans. Brazil. Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> it's like how are these people uh, associated with Minnesota? I would love to know how they how they chose their fandom to be with a with teams that you know always break our hearts here locally but uh yeah it's uh, i i just love interacting with uh with everybody uh through social media too it's 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 so much fun the russia thing's interesting because anytime yeah. i talk minnesota wild because of Kirill, you know you can see the metrics more in podcast form than youtube right. form. youtube's done a good job but podcast form it's actually really creepy how much i can drill down right mm-hmm I'll get so many downloads in Russia and especially with what's going on in the world right now, it's right. really kind of humbling, but also weird at the same time. So yeah. the, the Russian thing is, is really interesting to me. Uh, so this actually came up this morning when I, when I woke up, did what most people do. You know, you, you check the X machine or the Twitter <laughs> these days. And um, I, I kind of laughed because I don't know exactly what your work schedule is. Yeah. But you, you sent me a DM at one 30 in the morning last night. Yeah. Okay. 
So it made me think, what is the optimal amount of sleep that you need? Because I can tell you, as I've gotten older, I've reverted kind of back to being a teenager. I can go to bed at 10 p.m. and sleep till 10 a.m. if I want to. And for a while, I used to be a guy that went to bed at 12, 1 o'clock, and I would get up at 7.30 and feel great. If I do that now, pushing, I'm not pushing 40, but inching there, I feel awful, right? So I laugh this morning when I know, I think you work today. (laughs) Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, so how much sleep did you get? Is that a normal thing, or are you just wired that way? No, it just, you know, especially after, like, big games, like, I I can't go to bed, you know, it just, I'm so... And they were great college football games on New Year's Day. They were great. They were fantastic. Well, especially, I mean, you, you saw Washington, they almost completely blew it um, they almost viking yeah that was that was insane that that last minute of the game it's like everybody's telling them just to kneel and they didn't and then they allowed texas to to go all the way down the field and you know uh, uh, i don't know Sar- sarkeesian's uh play calling there at the at the end was just absolutely ridiculous uh yeah they should have easily probably won that game but they just the ineptitude they they uh, turned into a, a pumpkin there late uh but uh yeah it was it was entertaining you're just you just are so amped up and just there were so many so many funny things that happened uh in in both games too uh you had connor stallions showing up uh, to that Michigan Alabama game, uh, when I saw his, they his knew face, he'd be there, and, right? They yeah. knew he'd be there. Yes. There's, there's... The fact that he actually did it is 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 incredible, incredible. I can't believe not one person at Michigan who has any power said, right. "Connor, this would be really good for us if you just if you want to come to a game, maybe next year, let's talk." Could you could you avoid this one and yes. maybe the next one? The hoopla, yeah, it just yeah, it was unbelievable when I when I saw his his grin, uh, I was like, of course. To your point though, before social yeah. media, would we really have known that? No, and before social media, I'd say this uh, because I think they did a great job. Would the Pop Tarts Bowl have taken off like no. it did before social media? Yeah, these brands are loving that, seeing that <laughs> exposure too. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's something else for sure. Okay, without giving away specifics here, and again, I don't know exactly what you do here, but I but yeah. I know you at least hear things, okay? Yeah. Without giving away specifics, VIN numbers, names, locations, <laughs> people, I need to know the oddest or just most hilarious insurance claim that you can tell us about that you've heard. Uh, uh, somebody somebody left their car in neutral and it went into the pool, you know, something like that. There's got to be a weird one that you've heard about in the office that stuck with you there's got to be yeah. something i know you know we always get them it's 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 crazy the the you know the, the amount of just ways people get in get in accidents uh you know just you know the you know so you know it's like how are there like seven or eight people in this car you know uh yeah it's 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 unbelievable yeah it's like what is what is going on you know and now you have you know electric cars too it's uh a whole whole different ball game too uh yeah uh, i'm sure you saw on the x machine too uh um someone was going down the the highway or the ramp the wrong way i just it's 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 a yeah, wild horrifying wild by the there. way horrifying yeah, yeah i i couldn't imagine being out you know that's what you know you sent me a message too uh nothing good how happens at, after <laughs> after you know, dark yeah, yeah after dark uh especially here in minnesota but yeah it just 
you know, it's every every day, I, you know, I, I open up my computer. And it's like, oh, my goodness. Uh, well, and the problem now, people. like I say that jokingly, that's more yeah. meant for like midnight, 1 a.m., 2 yeah. a.m. But the problem now in Minnesota, it's getting better, but it's dark at five o'clock. Right. <laughs> so you're, you can't just go yeah. home all right. the time. Uh, you've been to a lot of different venues. Do you have a favorite uh, venue in town or anywhere in the country that you've been to that you just you just love? It's it's that giddy experience that first time as a kid experiencing yeah. something every time you go. Well, I mean, Mariucci, it's just the history in, the, in that building is so much fun. But a couple years ago, I got to go to uh, Ann Arbor and got to experience the big house yeah. and that that was that was special just uh seeing the m scoreboard and just being in in that environment of course uh you'll laugh the quarterback of the gophers at the time was demry croft so that, that, <laughs> was that, that rain? Was an, did it rain all day was that a, yes yeah yeah we were at there the was same an actual game. delay yeah yep. that was yeah. that was uh uh, yeah, that was my welcome to um, the big house moment. But uh, that the Gophers got absolutely destroyed. Yeah. But uh, it was just fun being in that atmosphere and um, them singing Mister Mister Brightside. The entire you know a hundred thousand people. So that 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 was really really cool. Um, you know, being uh, being at TCF for the um, you know outdoor game with the Wild and in uh, the Blackhawks was was a really cool moment uh, um, too. Uh, but uh, yeah, Mar- Mariucci for sure, non- number one. Well, that's pretty good stuff that we are at that same Michigan game, which by the way had no expectation of the Gophers no. playing well. That was yeah, to your point with Demry Croft. I, that's that was PJ Flex. Yes. first year and boy did they have a robust playbook that night of a lot of <laughs> direct snaps to the running back that still frustrate one of my one of my buddies right to this day and by the way where'd you sit that night i think our tickets were in east lansing that's how far yeah, away we, was, from the field. we were we were there for my uh my grandpa was turning 80 and so it was kind of like a bucket list thing and so okay. we had the uh, the entire family there and uh yeah we were you know way back there with you know and in, in in uh gopher gear and next to all you know michigan you know fans and they're you know you know singing the hail to the victor you know the the entire time so yeah but it was it was a great experience just uh, you know because that you know probably won't won't ever happen again so uh yeah it was it was fun fun to be there with my family i think i asked you this the last time and this will be the last question <laughs> sure. that will get you out of here we'll close out the 200th edition of minnesota awesome. sports chat non-sports related hobbies what do you do we all have them yeah. I mean, there, there's got to be something that you do outside <laughs> of sports heck yeah. even i have stuff that i do outside of sports that yeah. i really appreciate and in an odd way alex because they're not sports i may even appreciate and enjoy them more because yeah. you're, yeah. you're truly getting away right yeah no i love uh love live music uh you know with with the pandemic it uh it, you know it didn't you know that shuts down new appreciation everything. yeah it's a extremely new appreciation my my favorite brand is the red hot chili peppers and so i got to see them at u.s bank stadium that was that was incredible because i've you know just seen them in at excel and in target center but to see them in that giant of a of a place for a concert that was that was really cool and just getting back into you know seeing uh music it's it's so much fun because uh uh, they're really having to show off their their talent because you know in in you know in studio they can make it sound perfect and yes, everything. Yeah. But uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, when when 
when you actually get to see, you know, uh, you know, live music, it just, you know, takes it to a whole, whole nother experience. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's so much fun. I'm with you. Live music at extremely big venues or small intimate venues yeah. is great. And for me personally, it's not nearly what it used to be, but dang, do I still love going to the movie theater? I tell yeah. you, it's like a mini, it's a mini vacation. You turn your phone off, you get lost in what's in front of you. Nobody can reach out to you. You're not reaching out to anybody. <laughs> it's 90 minutes to three hours of just zoning and you are in that world. And I appreciate it so much yeah. as do I appreciate you uh, making you. time on a school night for this yes. podcast. So thank yes. you so much. And uh, hopefully we'll catch up later in the year. Maybe the Minnesota Wild will surprise us. And the next time I talk to you, we're talking about another fluky run to the Western Conference Finals, (laughs) which they are 21 years overdue on now if you go back to 2003 so yeah it's it's crazy when when you make uh when you say the like the years and thinking how young i was it's just yeah yeah even even for me how young how young i was i mean you you think you're old but you really weren't and that's that's the the crazy part I'm, i'm in a ballpark 2003 god i have no idea i might offend you uh 2003 you would have been eight I was born in 1991, so okay, uh, yeah, yeah. So I'm only a couple right. years younger than you. Yeah, so we're not that far off. Yeah, yeah, See, I yeah. did compliment you then yes. because you yeah. look you look so dang young. Yeah, I'm 32, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, Alex, I appreciate. It. Thank you for doing this. Of course. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's that's Alex Micheletti. Oh, very quickly, plug all the yeah. stuff that you're doing. You you can do that. I know you do yeah. a lot of locked on stuff. You appear yeah. on other pods. Please plug that. Yeah, locked on wild uh, with Seth Tubal uh, is the is the host, and then um, also uh, do a college hockey podcast, uh, MN uh, uh, NCAA, uh, where we cover all the Minnesota um, college hockey teams. Uh, so, yeah, do that a couple times a week, and uh, yeah, yeah, you know, I enjoy getting my voice out there and then uh, obviously on Twitter a whole lot. So um, you can find me there at, um, at uh, Alex Micheletti. So I'm, I'm pitching a Canadian football league podcast to our buddy <laughs> Isha. Would you listen? Oh yeah. 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 Go. Isha. We, we love Isha. He's a, he's a character. He's an all time character for sure. Yeah. Go, go bombers for the W one oh, yeah. of these years. They'll, they'll not disappoint me in a great cup championship again. <laughs> that is Alex Micheletti at Alex Micheletti on the Twitter machine, or excuse me, X machine. I am at the Ross Brendel. Please. If you like this pod, give it a five-star review. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify recently, finally hopped into the YouTube game, like all the cool kids. So you can find <laughs> us there. And again, yeah, on the X machine at the Ross Brendel. Thank you to Alex and uh, thank you to you. 200 podcasts. I can't believe I've made it this far. Typically, I quit everything after about four tries. No, it's actually a lie. But 200 is pretty cool. And it says more about the people listening than it does about me. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And again, I encourage you to please rate and review kindly. I'm Ross Brendel. This has been Minnesota Sports Chat. Back again in this feed next week.